What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Andy Up, Howard Better. Adam Ronis here, Fantasy Alarm. How, how you're doing, how I'm doing, none of it matters. In the realm of fantasy football, we got our first big injury already today. Training camp hasn't even opened yet. Cam Akers of the Rams suffers a, uh, a torn Achilles tendon out for the season. Boom. Like, I mean, that just... I mean, talk about dropping a bomb on people who have been doing best balls, the Scott Fish Bowl, uh, any other real early draft that you have to do. Just crazy nightmare, dude. Yeah, it is. You know, I woke up today and I'm seeing this news. I'm like, what? Oh, my damn, man. Like, when did this happen? So, yeah, it's just brutal. Uh, Acres took over down the stretch last year. One people championships. Uh, I know I drafted him in a lot of leagues and I held and held and held and it was rough, uh, but he paid off down the stretch, had some big games. And, you know, this is just going to push up uh, the running backs a little bit further. We've already seen in early season long drafts, best ball drafts, the running backs really flying up draft boards. Akers was generally going late first, maybe early second. And, you know, then, of course, you have people say coming out, say, oh, this is why you don't draft early. Well, look. Industry leagues, you're going to have a few that draft early, right? It's just part of it. Uh, we FSGA we did, which was early. And you're doing best ball drafts to prepare for the season. So I think most people have their important drafts, their high-dollar drafts closer to the start of the season. But there's no perfect time. You could have a draft the day, two days before the season, day after Labor Day, before that Thursday night game. And someone can get hurt in practice Wednesday. There are going to be players that get hurt week one. So there's no perfect timing. It's okay to draft now if you want to do it. Again, not a lot of high-dollar drafts are going on now. There are high-stakes leagues that are running, but I think a lot of those people who are playing, they have multiple teams. They're putting in 10, 15, 20, and believe it or not, there are some people who put in 40, 50, 60 teams. Uh, it happens. Trust me, I've seen it. So uh, you're going to get some bad luck when you draft early. It's part of it, and you know that going in. On the flip side, you're also going to get tremendous value. There are players that you're drafting now in the double-digit rounds that by the time we get to late August, early September, they might move to round nine, eight, seven. And on the flip side, there are people, and I'm not trying to say make light of the injury, there are people that took Henderson round nine, 10, 11 that you know, are getting a boost for now. So it works both ways. Uh, but yeah, it's awful. You hate seeing this for a guy like Cam Akers because this is a bad injury for running back and you just wish the best for him and you hope that he could come back and, you know, be close to the player that he was. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, this isn't, you know, we, we've seen running backs come back from the torn ACL. I mean, the 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 Achilles tendon, that's, um, oy, oy, oy. I mean, because I mean, just thinking about <laughs> Thinking about cutting and running on a recovered Achilles tendon tear, like that makes my ankle hurt right now. Just thinking about it, I mean, it's 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 definitely a nightmare. Do you see that? Uh, you see that dude from uh, from one of the industry sites who was taking the the victory lap? Yeah, that man. Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> like. And, you know, I was actually I was in, in a conversation with uh, with somebody about this. And yesterday's show, you and I were talking about, you know, with Buxton and, and DeGrom and and, you know, and whatever. And, you know, somebody you know said to me, well, you know, what about, you know, you taking a victory lap on Buxton? I was like, yeah, but I told you to trade him and I told you exactly why to trade him long before 
the injury even happened. I'm not sitting here day after the injury being like, mm, I told you so. Not to mention the fact that that dude was like talking about handcuffing. Like he was like suddenly inventing some new concept for fantasy owners. Yeah. Nah, look, and, <laughs> and it's so, again, the handcuffing thing too, like it doesn't always work. Like, yeah, today it's an easy one. Oh, you should have done it. Oh, yeah, okay. So what about the running back that stays healthy for 16 games and you spend a ninth-round pick on the handcuff and he gave you a zero the whole year? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, these things work both ways. It's just I hate when people – when when something happens right away, oh, see, I told you you should handcuff, but you don't say anything when that handcuff that you spent a ninth or tenth-round pick on was irrelevant for you every single week. Because the running back you drafted around one was healthy. So it goes both ways. And people, but it's just that's what people do. They it's selective choosing of things like, oh, well, this this is a strategy that works. Cause look, look what happened this year. Okay, what about when it does it? So it's both ways, but people always have to pound their chest when it works immediately. Yeah. Um not good. Not good. It was just, it was, it was, yeah, it was just a bad look um, all around there. And I'll tell you what, you know, here's the other thing. I mean, you look at, you look at the Rams situation right now. And, uh, and, and the question is like, do you really think that this is just like automatically you're, you're going to have Daryl Henderson as the bell cow of the Rams? Like, no, it's, it's not going to work like that. And before we get into um, you know, the Rams and what that situation might look like here. I want to give a quick shout out and say uh, thank you to our sponsor for keeping the lights on here. And uh, Adam and I are going to break down some Rams thoughts We're on the other side of this. So we'll be right back. All right. So you look Wait, at the before Rams we here. Start, before we start. So yeah. I'm looking at a best ball draft I did and I took Daryl Henderson around 11. Should I like tweet it out and brag about how brilliant I am? Oh, totally. Okay, cool. Totally. Thanks. I just want to make sure. Do you, want me, okay. do you want me to tell you who to at when uh, when you're doing that? <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Are you positive? Yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I mean, look, it sucks. I'm not happy about it. I don't want. I, I haven't drafted Acres anywhere, but I don't want to see the guy go down. He's one of the. He's a very talented young running back. I loved watching him play. We talked about him a lot last year. I think yeah. we both were very high on him. Took him in a lot of drafts. So it sucks. You hate seeing injuries. You don't want to see any player go down, even if it's like a rival team. And, you know, I saw a lot of people last year that hate the Cowboys that were, you know, devastated when Dak Prescott went down. And I, I don't blame them. I mean, he was playing at an extremely high level. It was fun to watch. You hate to see injuries. Yeah. And there are going to be times your fantasy team benefits because you have the backup running back. But you're not rooting for that. I don't think anyone does. Well, there are some, but you shouldn't be. Don't be that person. There are some. They're the ones that are taking the victory lap right now. Yeah, I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Just stop with that. Um, I did take Cam Akers in the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it sucks. Uh, Third round reversal. There he was. And I didn't, you know, here's the thing also. I didn't take uh, Daryl Henderson. I'm trying to, I'm looking at my draft board right now. I'm trying to find out where Henderson went. Let me just do a. Oh, oh here real, it is. So real, real quick. You know, this is um a the so okay. 
the handcuffing argument is right. Oh, you got to get your guy. So that same draft that I took Daryl Henderson around 11, I took Zeke at pick four and I did not handcuff Tony Pollard. So imagine I would have taken Pollard instead. Now I'm, re- I'm basically hedging against myself. You can call it insurance or protection, but this is the other side of it. Now I have Henderson. The reason why I kind of do like taking other running backs, look what happened. Now I have a starting running back. And I know, and we'll get to it, they could bring in a veteran or something. But right now, if I had Pollard in the same spot, I have one running back. And I'm what am I, waiting for a Zeke injury so my ninth-round pick could pay off? Whereas now I took another running back and look what happened. So that's the other side of not handcuffing that people need to also consider. You know, and you could say, well, if Akers didn't get hurt, Henderson might have. Okay, well, if Zeke doesn't get hurt, Tony Pollard's not going to be in my lineup a lot of weeks. Right. Well, I mean, listen, for for me, handcuffing, it's a case-by-case basis. Yes, I agree. For me, it's it's about, it's not so much just about, you know, investing in the player. It's about investing in the system. And in a case like here, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson. So Henderson went in the 12th round. Um, In the 11th round, I took A.J. Dillon because I felt like A.J. Dillon had good standalone value based on Jamal Williams' workload last year and, you know, just kind of expectations for the Packers' ground game. I thought he was just... The, the more valuable play than taking the handcuff. I was looking at Henderson in the following round, right? And he ended up going five, four picks right in front of, of me there for uh, in, in round 12. But like the thing is, is that when Cam Akers goes down, Daryl Henderson is the next guy up. But is Henderson the type of guy that the coach is going to say, I'm in? And, 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 you know, this is going to be our guy. He's our every down back, no matter what. Or do you look at Daryl Henderson and say, obviously the Rams aren't head over heels for him because they picked up Cam Akers while Henderson was still on the roster. They drafted Akers. And now if you look as the, at the depth, you've got Xavier Jones. They drafted Jake Funk in the sixth round this year. Um, Otis Anderson is, uh, is, is on the team as well. So, you know, if it's like Dalvin cook and Alex Madison, then I'm in on handcuffing because I know Madison would be the bell cow. If, if he went down, I don't look at Daryl Henderson in that same light with cam Akers going down, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree. And here's the thing too. Look, if the Rams thought Henderson was the answer, they wouldn't have drafted Cam Akers in the second round last exactly. year. Exactly. You don't draft a running back in the second round if you have someone on the roster that you have faith in, especially in today's NFL. We see running backs fall further and further. So when you see that running back taken in the first or second round, that team usually has big plans, which is why the A.J. Dillon selection last year was so perplexing because they already had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And maybe they were thinking, all right, we're not going to resign either. They obviously did bring back Aaron Jones. But, yeah, I look, for now, we're going to see Henderson move up. He's probably going to be drafted in the fourth, fifth round. I know some people were tweeting where oh he was God, going. Oh, my God, the fourth or fifth round. Dude, I moved him up on the cheat sheet to, like, the seventh round. No, nah, I think he's going to go higher. I mean, I know I've seen some tweets today where he was going, like, around 60. But I think you're going to start to see him move up. 
uh, a little bit higher. I think he'll be going in that RB2 range. We'll see some live drafts over the next few days. I'm sure people will tweet out some results and we'll look at some ADPs like in the NFFC, FFPC. Uh, but they, you know, there could be another move here. You know, they, they could bring in a veteran. Uh, there's a lot of things that could happen. Well, and there you go. And that's where the speculation lies, which is why I wouldn't push them above the seventh round on the uh, on the ultimate cheat sheet, because I mean, if somebody's going to use that kind of draft capital, fourth round, fifth round on uh, on Daryl Henderson, go ahead, take him. You know, he's all yours. Um, talking about the fact that there are a number, you know, I mean, they could go old school and uh, and sign one of these, you know, free agents right now. Todd Gurley. Adrian Peterson, Lev Bell, LaShawn McCoy. They could do that. They could also work out a, a trade with a number of different teams out there. There are a bunch of teams who have some running back depth where it wouldn't surprise me to see somebody make that deal. You know, Houston has Ingram, uh, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson. You've got the, the Jaguars who have ETN, James Robinson, and Carlos Hyde. Um, Thinking about who? Oh, the 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 Dolphins have some extras there with Salvan Ahmed being a possibility. Like to me, there are a number of other situations that can go. Not to mention the fact that you gotta watch and see what happens with Xavier Jones or Jake Funk and see if one of those guys really steps up in camp. Yeah, no, I mean there's a lot to see here, and uh, a move can be made. So right now you're kind of trying to figure out what to do. Um, I see there was a tweet from Underdog Fantasy that his ADP today is 91.4. I'm assuming that encompasses every draft. Yeah, I saw that also. Yeah, 18-round best balls. Yeah, it went from 127.1 to 91.4. So, yeah, I mean, he'll he'll move up. We'll see. I I think we'll start to see him go in that fourth, fifth-round area. Uh, over the next couple weeks, and then we'll just have to wait and see if they do make an addition. Uh, but it's it's a dicey situation right now because again, I don't think they are going to just hand him the workload that they were going to give Cam Akers. And we've also seen Henderson's not a big back and has that issue staying healthy as well. He actually missed the uh, OTAs with some issue. They said he was going to be ready for training camp, but uh, he was not there in OTAs. So would you take him? Would you take him in the fourth or fifth round? No. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I just, I think people, like, it's just, it's, it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate mistake hot take to sit there and elevate a guy like that. It really just blows my mind. It really does. Now, now, geez, dude. I mean, it's, people are going to be so crazy now about drafting. I, you know, and I, and I wonder you know, if if the, the people who have been anti-handcuff in the past would be more inclined to do it now, having this big of an injury this early in the uh, in the preseason. Uh, maybe there's always recency bias with things. So, you know, but like if you look at some of the early picks, they're they're Some of them are affordable to handcuff. Right. Christian McCaffrey, Chua Hubbard. Yeah, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook and Madison has gotten cheaper. Um, it's very difficult to handcuff Zeke. Pollard 
like there's always people who love Pollard. I mean, I see him going round nine consistently. I will, I did handcuff him in the Scott Fishbowl. I mean, different there because the running back did push down, but you know, I took him in round twelve as RB forty. Um, but I felt like, all right, I already had three running backs on the roster. Okay, I'll take him the back of Zeke. Uh, right. Then you know, with Derek Henry, we don't really know. It could be Derek and Evans. He's cheap. You know, it could be him, could be Brian Hill. Um, Kamara with Latavius, I mean, yeah, he's kind of affordable. I mean, Latavius, 10th, 11th round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jonathan Taylor really doesn't have one, right? No. I, mean, you're just, I don't think you go Marlon Mack. I mean, Saquon Barkley with Devontae Booker, I mean, that's cheap. Chubb, you can't get Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think we were asked this question because we both took Chubb. Did you think about Kareem Hunt? Like, I can't take Kareem Hunt in round five. To, to back him up. Yeah, know? that's that. Yeah, that's 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 the, the bad one right there with the way that his ADP Kareem Hunt's ADP uh, stays and, and it's never going down. Like, yeah, it's it's not going to. I don't it's, see it. It's unreal. Like, I mean, I, unless <laughs> unless I got Chubb and, you know, you know, I tried this with the pros versus Joe's draft. I took Zeke in the first round, the seventh pick. And I and I because, you know, the, the question is, you know, I know where I like, you know, Nick Chubb, how high I am on on Nick Chubb. But to to, you know, to for me to take him, it's it's not necessary for me to take him. Number three, if I've got that third pick, but, you know, I mean, it's like I have him and he's not going to come back to me. I was further back in the draft. So I was seventh in, out of the 12. And I was like, you know. I don't know what this room is, you know, is really like yet. I mean, listen, I know that there were some good quality guys in there, you know, Evan Silva, Sigmund Bloom, uh, you know, Bill Muzio. I mean, there were there were good guys um, in this draft, but I was like, all right, let me see what happens here and see if, you know, if Nick Chubb slips at all. And sure enough, he slipped to the second round, um, but he went like three picks right in front of me. Um, cause I was trying to wait and see on, on, on that and, you know, whatever. But I mean, if I got like Nick Chubb and I got, I don't even know, I don't know, Antonio Gibson, you know, it's like, no, how do you, how do you take a fifth round pick on a guy? You can't, you don't want to start two Browns backs. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, there are obviously times where it works for you, but overall I, I can't look at that and, and be happy with it. Yeah, you, you just can't. And yeah, there will be a handful of weeks where it's great, where they just get a lead. They run the ball and Hunt's catching passes, but you really don't want to rely on that and take the same running back in round five. So it's tough to do. So if you look at it, there's really not a lot of handcuff situations this year that are ideal. Um, no, there really aren't a lot of handcuff situations which are ideal. They are. And I'm trying to think right off the top of my head, but you were just kind of going through the ADP on that. But yeah, let's see. Uh, McCaffrey, you said Cook. We talked about Kamara, Henry, Barkley, Taylor, Elliott, Chubb, uh, Austin Eckler. I mean, where are you going to go with that? Yeah, we don't even really know who the backup is right now. Right. Aaron, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. That works. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think Dylan. I think Dylan does have some standalone value. I've been taking him, so maybe I'm taking him away from the Aaron Jones guys because I don't have any Aaron Jones. 
Uh, but yeah, I like EJ Dillon right now in round nine. That's usually where he goes. Yeah. Would you do, um, I mean, you see, even Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake to me is, uh, is, is a little on the pricey side, right? Drake going in like the seventh or eighth round. Yeah. Those guys are kind of close. We've seen Jacobs fall. I mean, he's going in the fourth round, you know, the people are down on him because he doesn't really catch a lot of passes and they, Drake might be more involved. So yeah, that's because I think they're going to use both. Yeah. Yeah. What about, um, Oh, how about this one here, right? Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this one here. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, you could do. Yeah, because Edwards is not very expensive. Although, you know, I they probably use, like they always use multiple backs. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess Justice Hill is third right now. And we haven't seen him use much. So, yeah. Uh, what about DeAndre Swift and Jamalfa Williams? Um, I think they're, I think they're going to use Williams even with Swift healthy. So, I mean, I don't know if that's a backfield that you want to be, have both. What? what are you talking about, man? It's Detroit. They're going to be playing from ahead the entire time. They're I know. Just they're going to be phenomenal. The second half. Yeah, that'll be great. What a fucking nightmare. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know who the backup is for Joe Mixon. Is it is it Chris Evans? Is it Travion Williams? Uh, it might be Pirine. No it could be Samaji Pirine. Samaji yeah. Pirine as well. Yeah, they've talked about Evans looking good catching passes in OTA. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. In a typical 16-round draft, they're, none of those guys are going to get drafted. In, no, a tw- in a twenty in a twenty round draft, you might see P Ryan drafted. I'm trying to see. was he drafted in some of my best balls? I don't know. I don't think he was. Um, I don't think I've done a best ball draft where P Ryan's been taken. I mean, I'm sure he was probably taken in this uh, pros versus Joe's eighteen rounds, twelve teams, kind of a tough group there. Not kind yeah. of it was a tough group. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Some of these teams, we don't know who the handcuffs are, and that's where training camp might tell us. But there have been times going into the season where we're like, oh, this guy's the handcuff, and it, it doesn't pan out that way. Yeah, well, we've seen that a, a, a billion times, right? I mean, that's, you know, again, it's why we sit there and we watch the preseason. It's why training camp matters. It's why we're paying attention. We're reading up on the news every single day. I mean, I hope and pray that we don't have any more mornings like this. Dude, the fantasy alarm team, I got to give like a like a huge shout out here, by the way, because I got I got up this morning. I was like, you know, I was in front of the desk at like 430 my time, 430 in the morning, because I had this article to get out for uh, for the AFC North and their and the the systems article. And so. You know, I was like, all right, well, you know, I like to, if I get up super early, I know you hate it, but if I get up super early, then nobody's bothering me, right? I'm not reading emails or anything like that. Um, And so there I was, like, just easing into my morning. I started to to write, and I was uh, about halfway through the the Ravens uh, on their offensive scheme. I was just about to get into their defense, and then lo and behold, the Cam Akers news hits. And it just fucking obviously wrecks the whole morning. It blows everything up. But 
Andrew Cooper busts out an article on fantasyalarm.com uh, talking about the injury, the in-house options, what could be out there via trade, via free agency, stuff like that. I updated the ultimate cheat sheet. I updated all of my rankings. I know you updated your rankings. Uh, Jim Bowden updated his rankings to reflect the the Acres news. Um, trying to think of what. Uh, the the you know an injury you know injury article inside the draft guide. I mean everything, everything that was associated with Cam Akers and the Rams and and fantasy football on FantasyAlarm.com all got updated this morning. I would say within thirty to forty minutes of the announcement of the injury. Like, how fucking great of a team is that? Yeah, that's how we do it, and that's why you want to. Make sure that you're a member and have all of our NFL coverage throughout the season. Right. Adam's going to be updating his training camp article, right? Because training camp battles, because now there's a fucking battle for the Rams. You guys can get the draft guide. Go to fantasyalarm.com slash draft now. Use the promo code draft now. That'll take 20% off. Or you want to get everything from Fantasy Alarm. Uh, DFS and seasonal, right? DFSalarm.com. Uh, you know all of our uh, all of our NFL uh, DFS articles and and you know playbook lineups, everything. Plus the seasonal with the draft guide and the cheat sheet and all of that stuff. Go to fantasyalarm.com/slash/get-nfl. We should have a pro- we should have a contest here, you and me. I had this bet with Jim uh, like two years ago because promo code Ronus gets you 50% off, right? Promo code Bender gets you 50% off too. Should we should we like make a bet and see who gets more promo codes? Does this mean that you'll be giving it out in your better time slot on SiriusXM? Hey, loser has to pay the winner's uh, <laughs> entrance fee for GST this year. Nah. What do you mean nah? Because you got a better time slot. What are you talking about? Late night freaks, dude. They love you. Yeah, I'm sure. You want me to? I'll bring you on once a week so that you can uh, you can throw down. Nah, that still doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm in a uh, slow best ball draft right now, and as we were talking, uh, Daryl Henderson selected first pick around five. Come on, told you that's that's gonna happen. Was it was is it just a, a random person or is it somebody from the industry that we can laugh at? No, I just no, I don't know who it is. Um, but they started McCaffrey, CEH, AJ Brown, Cup, Henderson. McCaffrey, CEH, Cup, and Henderson. Cup and AJ Brown. <clears throat> AJ Brown. Yeah, because that's what you want to do, man. You want to double up on Rams as they lose their number one running back on the same day. <laughs> Fucking maroon. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we just wanted to check in with everybody here, lay down some Cam Akers talk, try and calm you guys down a little bit when it comes to, um, you know, overdrafting Daryl Henderson and, you know, whatever. But uh, in any event, we're going to cut out early today because I know Adam is super excited for game six of the NBA I'm super excited because my wife, when I got off the air today, Adam told me it was taco night here Ooh, at the vendor house. Tacos, damn! I have to figure out dinner. Tacos sound good. 
tacos sound yummy delish. So that is going to do it for us here. Basketball for Adam, tacos for Bender. That's going to do it for Annie Up. We appreciate all you guys liking and subscribing and listening to us. Uh, enjoy the games if you uh, if you watched it last night and uh, you're listening to us in the morning. Well, we hope you had a good time. That's going to do it for Annie Up. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. And we'll catch you next time.